a Mitch and Jeremy exclusive. Are you ready? On air. Online. You ready to have a good time? On your smart speaker and wherever you stream. The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews and episodes on demand now. Subscribe so you don't miss any of it. Uh, let's get right into this. We are speaking to the, the one and only Better Strangers. Of course, uh, the band has a new single out called uh, Nicotine. And uh, as we say here in Montreal, uh, bonjour, gentlemen. How are you? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for Good. having us on. Yeah, you know, we, we had you on before. We had Charlie Benente of Anthrax, who, who begged, by the way, to talk to you, Nick. He he's was a huge fan of your playing and, and seeing you in concert with Genesis. And uh, tonight, uh, J- Jeremy, my co-host, isn't here because he is literally currently hanging out with Phil Collin of Def Leppard out in Vancouver. <laughs> I was like, so, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not Phil Collins, but uh, Phil Collin. Uh, they're, they're out in Vancouver, and they, they literally just called me from Brian Adams' studio going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Thanks. Thanks, thanks for rubbing that in, boys. Um, let's talk about this band. There's so much to talk about. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, this will be visual, but also it'll be uh, on the podcast. So let's, let's get the listeners used to your voice. Uh, Ricky or, uh, DeCasa, the singer. Bonjour. Say hello. Hi there. How's it going, everybody? Good. And of course, uh, Nick Collins. Hello. And, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say Yang, but okay, you're going to have to help me with the name. Wayne Garden. Yeah, wine garden. Wine, yeah, wine garden. garden. Wayne, wine garden. Does a garden usually means garden in, in in German? Does Wayne mean anything in German? Like uh, no, it, but I, I mean I have family that's kind of from Germany, so that's kind of where the name originated. Yeah, because when you say kindergarten, the the garden part means the garden of kids, right? So I wonder if the Wayne means anything. The wine garden. The wine. Oh yeah, the garden. The garden of wine. That's a good place. <laughs> and uh, and of course uh, Joey Rodwe Rod. <laughs> I messed up the easiest name. Uh, good day, gentlemen. Uh, let's talk about Better Strangers and, and putting this band on the map. I have had access to your demos for a good six months now, and I literally play them every day. I have a Genesis playlist that I've thrown them into, and they come up every so often during... And I love them. I think Acetone is is a killer track that'll do great at radio. I think, but I know your name is a killer track that'll do good good at radio. Lies change. Slow. These are all radio hits waiting to happen. So I'll ask you this: How do you make it happen? What what's sort of the plan in this day and age? Uh, you know, record companies and and uh, promotion and social media has sort of changed the landscape. H- how do we get the word out there? I feel like we we've been writing a lot of more music uh, right. and kind of created now a sound that's kind of cohesive and uh, that really represents us. And I think as a collective, we just kind of want to start growing our numbers and building our fan base right. uh, ma- mainly towards these new songs that we're we're really we're really happy with. Yeah, and uh, let's talk about this this new video because you're you're not doing sort of we're dropping an album. You're doing a song at a time. You're doing EPs, and I've seen a lot of other bands like Dirty Honey do that. Uh, is that a a new strategy that that somebody suggested to you, or is that just the easiest way to go? Uh, Nick, I'll go to you. Oops, um, I think it's. I mean, I don't know. It's it's kind of one of those things where 
I mean, like the EP that we had put out, where you, you mentioned like lies and change and mm-hmm. songs like that, like, you know, the kind of original, you know, fans of ours, the, the, the few that there are um, will remember that um, because we, we, you know, we kind of moved past that just because it was, you know, a, a, an era in, in our band where, you know, it was during COVID and, and when we started getting, you know, getting back on the road and starting playing live, like those songs maybe didn't translate as well. So the new stuff is a bit more cohesive and it's a you know songs like but i don't know your name and nicotine dreams have you know been in the wheelhouse for you know quite a while now like a few years so you know now they've become it's come to a point where that led to you know the kind of stuff that we're writing now right and as far as like you know singles versus eps versus albums i think that just kind of depends on what resonates the most with people you know um we've got enough material to kind of do you know, an EP or even, you know, a record, but it just kind of really depends on, on the, you know, the attention behind it and uh, not just wanting to put it out there just to say, we put it out there. We want to put it out there so that every song, you know, gets the attention we feel they kind of deserve, you know? Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll, we'll get it some attention. Let's turn to your singer, DeCasa. Um, I'll start with you, Nick, first. Talk to me about bringing him into the band and having his voice uh, on these songs, because to me, and I was telling this to Ricky before, you, you could put Eddie Van Halen, Neil Peart, and whatever, and if you have me singing, you know, it's just not going to work. For me, the voice is the most important thing, and I think this is the voice. I mean, he has a fantastic voice. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's one of those things where, like, um, at the end of the day, the you know, the vocal part and just the singer is essentially the most important part of a band because that's the that's the face and that's what people like the average listeners you know not everybody is wanting to hear you know the guitar solos or the drumming or the bass playing like the voice is what kind of you know accommodates to everybody you know who's listening to our tracks and um so when we you know me yang and joey sorry me yang and joey have spent a long time in different bands together um so when we kind of uh you know we had a a, quite a while where we didn't have a singer and so you know, really trying to hone in our sound and find somebody who could come in on that because we didn't really know what we wanted because right. it was just like, you know, we didn't want, you know, somebody who's just going to be a, a rock singer, like, because that just, you know, it was a bit overdone and a bit... Um, and it limits you know, your possibilities. Yeah, exactly. So when Ricky came in, it was just totally, like, it just immediately kind of clicked and made sense. Like, he brings such a, um, you know, such a different take on what you could have sung on, like, you know, the 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 music we write. So it's just been, like, great to just, you know, hear the songs really be brought to life and and i guess like you know almost go to a place that we didn't really expect and it's like really exciting and it just really feels like it adds to you know the feeling that what we're doing is new and it's fresh and it's something that we don't think you know has been kind of done before yeah which i agree to uh ricky or or de casa using the stage name uh, talk to me about joining the band because you you had your own career going on you had your own thing going on um what was interesting about coming to better strangers um i think when i stumbled upon them uh the music that they had out at the time as as like the other band right Right. i i could tell that it was influenced by a lot of the stuff that i was influenced um which is why i you know at first made a lot of sense just to reach out in general because i also knew they had been looking for when i stumbled upon them they had been looking for a single for a while um just, just by the way, so, just clarify by stumble upon. I mean, did you see them at a bar and say, "Wow, okay, they, they, here's a band that needs a new singer"? Or what do you mean by stumble upon them in this case? Yeah. So, um, 
the the full story, which right. is a little crazy. Uh, I was watching this movie that um, uh, Nick's sister uh, stars in called Love Rosie, right? Which I, I incredible movie, and um, because I watched the movie. Uh, my Instagram, for whatever reason, started suggesting uh, her post. I guess on my on my feed <laughs> because Instagram creeps us. That's what it does. Yeah. There, it's a creeper social. Let me tell you. And it's really, you know, it's terrible. But I guess in some instances it works out because one of the pictures there was a picture of her and, and Nick when they were kids, and so I went to his profile, and then I saw that he was in a band. Then I went to the band, and that's kind of like when I discovered everything um and then i kind of left it there but for whatever reason i had like a little voice in my head that said reach out and uh after like a week or two i actually did and then now we're here which is crazy wow that, that that's a good story now the songs uh, you know like nicotine dreams like uh, but i don't know your name were they written pre uh DeCasa, or is this sort of all written together no, it's all it's all together. I mean, nothing that we okay. Everything that we have, uh, songs wise, it's it's a it's a four piece affair. You know what I mean? I, I, I a collective. It's, yeah, and that's how it. That's usually how it works. Is the guys and and it had it started this way, and it's this is the way it's it's it stayed um, because I you know it's what makes the most sense considering that. You know, I still live in Texas and, and they live in Florida, uh, but they'll they'll jam to something and create like a musical piece, um, uh, you know, send it to me and then I'll, I'll listen to it. I'll start writing to it. Um, and if we need to, you know, make some parts shorter uh, or cut here, cut there, whatever it is, then we work on that. Uh, but yeah, everything that we do is is everybody's involved. Right. Now, now, of course, the important thing with Nick Collins here is make sure that the drums are loud in the mix all the time. That's the most important part. Just yes. keep, keep, that, keep, keep that in focus. Um, uh, joking aside, Nick, I do want to ask the, the, the entire band this question because there is, you know, the two sides of the coin of having a famous son in a band. The one part is that, you know, festivals or other things, doors will open. But then there's also some resentment, like, oh, they're only being paid attention to because he's so-and-so's son. Um, do you feel any of that, uh, Joey and, and Yang? And uh, How do you sort of deal with the, the positive and the negative from the fans' perspective of, oh, he's privileged, or, oh, because it does cut both ways. I don't, I'll start I don't, with you, Ricky. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, no. Um, right. And, and, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I think there's a, a, a very big misconception that, um, you know, we we have it easy because of of of, you know, of that one fact. Right. Um, realistically, I mean, it's a, it's and I, and I don't blame anybody to, to, you know, for seeing it that way, because um it, it almost seems like it would be obvious. But even in my family, you know, I've, I've, I've talked to people that you know, when I go back home to like Puerto Rico, I speak to family members and, and, and their, their point of view is like, Oh dude, you guys must have it made. Right. right. And then I have to basically explain what's actually going on. And the reality is that it's not like that. I mean, because one thing is, I mean, you, you can have that connection there. Right. right. 
But at the end of the day, if the music sucks, it, it like nobody's going to pay attention to you, right? Um, I, I fully agree. I mean, you look at a lot of the careers out there, whether it's Julian Lennon or Sean Lennon or, or uh, you know, they didn't become the next thing because their music didn't stand the test of time. So ultimately, it's got to be great tunes, regardless yeah. of who's in the band. I mean, exactly. that's... Yeah, so- so it, 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 it is, it is kind of, it, it is, we actually deal more with people maybe thinking that we don't need the help that a regular band would need right. because they already assume that it comes from, from, from a different source. And that's usually not the case. Like we're, we're still batting, batting it out, you know, and, and, uh, yeah. in the Plus. scene to be able to be heard by, by people our age. You see what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Um, Yang, what about you? H- how do you perceive it? Because because there is a fan perception. I mean, just look at what Wolf Van Halen went through. I mean, the poor guy got dragged through the mud for being Eddie's son, and yet he made a great album, and he's put on a great show and a great tour, right? Um, how do you see it? It's one of those things where I think, I think the positives definitely outweigh the negatives, and right. I feel like I'm not, I don't see it in like a in kind of like a fans or management kind of way i see it as like nick is able to kind of do what he does with genesis and with and with phil collins and he brings that like that standard back to us and then at the end of the day us being able to kind of be better than than other bands is what's going to differentiate that at the like like you said i mean if you if the music's good and people like it um they're going to listen to it yeah, obviously maybe it, it would be it would be great to to use those connections because they're there but it's also one of those things i think as a collective unit we don't want to be we don't want to be like oh the band uh, of phil collins son right. it's just better strangers but the music is what's going to really be able to like to make that you know yeah and i agree and, and again when i when i listen to these songs that they pop up into my playlist I don't go, oh, that's Phil's son's playing. I go, man, fucking better strangers are amazing. That's that's where my brain goes. Right. You know? That's the idea. And and, and yeah, it is. And, and I'm and I'm glad that you have these new songs. Um but there is the positive also of, you know, not signing bad record deals, not knowing how a promoter may play with you, because you know, you'll you'll get that advice and you've seen it at that other level and go, hey, come on. Um Joey, what about you? How do you sort of see the the, the two sided coin with this question? Uh, well, I mean, there's no doubt that like it has its 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 positives, and that of it course, opens, it opens doors. Um, like you said, uh, I don't think we've really had to deal with so much uh, to quote you resentment um, okay. from other people over the fact uh, that Nick is who he is. It's more like with some people that they expect something from the music that isn't there if that makes sense they expect like some well sort of- well it does and and I, I'll, I'll again reference uh, wolf van halen everybody says well oh, why aren't you playing panama and jump in your in your encores and i would imagine that somebody will say well why isn't you know nick playing invisible touch and it's because to me you shouldn't <laughs> you, yeah, you gotta I be mean, your own thing that, that that's something we deal with more with with um like the older crowd um right see when it comes to people our age, they don't. I don't think most of them even know, and if they do, they don't really care. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's one of those things for us where it's like um, we've we've made it a point to never like it be the you know the advertising thing. I mean, at least like where I stand, it's like it's a fact. 
he is my dad that's who you know what i mean i did the those tours and you know i'm proud of that and i'm proud of his career and there's you know what i mean and that but that's just kind of where it is like that's his career that's great but ultimately like i'm not like that's not my music i can't i don't get to to just kind of you know piggyback off music i didn't write for the rest of my life and that's just kind of how it is i mean it's up to and that's why I, I, you know, like I, I do admire like uh, Wolf Van Halen for for what he's done and completely stepping away from the mold because you see a absolutely. lot of absolutely, you know, absolutely, whose parents are are famous and they're kind of just doing something where you can easily kind of pinpoint. It's the same thing with um, Bono's son and Inhaler. You know, like it's you wouldn't really know unless you just happen to know that fact. You know what I mean? It's just like if if Wolf Van Halen's name wasn't Wolf Van Halen and it was just you know you just saw Mammoth or right. whatever like you wouldn't you wouldn't really you know put two and two together right. um necessarily and so i think for us it's just always been important to just you know like 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 Ricky said at the beginning it's just making good music and and ultimately yeah it's it's a no brainer that us you know us having that connection gives us you know maybe some advantages but at the end of the day those advantages all go away if the music sucks and if and if you know if we aren't good enough as a band then it doesn't matter who i am ultimately Uh, i I agree uh i one last question in that vein um you of course did the phil collins tour you of course did the genesis tour it's at a higher level it's in stadiums it's around the world that has got to come back to the band where you say okay here's how we're going to approach the next tour. Here's how we're going to approach the next album. Here's how it's done at that next level and not ticky-tack club level. Uh, what is some of the advice or some of the things you've learned that you can bring back to Better Strangers and say, okay, for us to get to this level, you know, we got to stop doing this. We got to stop doing that. We got to focus on that. What, what are some of the tangible things that you've learned? Yeah. I mean, I think above like, you know, the music, that's, that's the biggest thing I learned from doing those tours. And I think if, if anything, we, we now, you know, even when we are playing club shows, because we are responsible for putting on the show, whereas like on those, you know, tours, I'm just responsible for playing drums. That's like, you just show up (laughs) exactly. Whereas this, it's like, you know, there's a lot more thought that has to go into it because we're the ones who are, you know, in charge of everything. Um, and I think definitely like, you know, even at a club level, we we like and we want to bring a kind of level of, I guess you'd call it professionalism or just like just reliability, because I think that's the biggest thing of, of that is just being able to be reliable. And so whenever right. we finish a show or whenever we plan a show, whether it's the promoters or people or sound guys or whatever, that that's always something they they tell us about, which is, you know, a great compliment because we you know, we like that we can be reliable and that the venues can, you know, know that we're right. going to show up and do it correctly. And I think that's kind of what's what's made what's facilitated some other gigs we've done, some opening support slots where I'm sure those bands have kind of had to deal with some just, you know, random uh, local bands who just kind of just turn up and, and set up. Whereas like for us, like we've always made an effort to to be as, you know, as, as professional as possible and just to handle our stuff um in that way and i think you know and that just goes with everything not just live but also just you know how we operate as a band and and you know what to do and what not to do it's just like in a way you kind of when you do those tours you kind of see i guess you call it the finish line like you see where you want to go where you want to be and and where you want to get to but um so it it just kind of puts things into perspective of like while you're getting there of how how to kind of operate yeah, I th- uh, yeah, and that professionalism is. I- I've seen a ton of bar bands and a ton of bar shows, and sometimes it's very lacking. You you get a lot of prima donna or a lot, and you just go, eh, you know, just come on, show up, show up on time. Don't don't worry about how many bottles of water is in the back, and just you know, 
Uh, in terms of moving forward, do you prefer to build it slowly by going out and playing the clubs and going around Texas and Florida and all and doing the small clubs? Or do you sort of say, you know what, let's do like Dirty Honey. Let's open for Guns N' Roses. Let's open for whatever, the, the stadium tour. Let's oh. How do you sort of see it? Do you, do you want to build it slow and, and, and organic, or do you want to splurge and just go big? I mean, I think it'd be really cool to open up for Guns N' Roses. Yeah. <laughs> if Guns N' Roses are interested, hey, we're, we're, we will 100% get on that bill. Um, yeah, I gotta I, say. I think I think we're just like, honestly, we're just kind of, you know, we want we want to, you know, keep growing. And no matter what happens, whether that's, you know, playing, you know, doing doing the circuit and just kind of growing that way or or, you know, having a single like do really well and then all of a sudden get picked up on a support tour. I mean, we don't have any like, I guess, preference for it. Right. I think as long as it's organic and makes sense and it's not forced. And I think fans know that. Like, I think like if, if you know, if a fan sees a band and it just seems forced, it, se- it doesn't seem authentic, they'll know and they won't resonate with it. So I think for us, it's like, we, you know, no matter what way it happens, um, if it happens, it, it you know, we're, we're cool with it, whether that's on a big support slot or whether that's, you know, with a song blowing up out of nowhere or whether that's just doing the kind of, you know, the small shows and building like a, you know, a, you know, a cult following that it's just whatever happens, you know. Right. Now, I haven't seen Better Strangers live. Uh, I, I don't think you've actually played Montreal. What do you focus on in the show? And I'll, I'll ask a little, that question to everybody. Uh, is there a showmanship? You know, you, you think back to uh, Kiss or Alice Cooper, or some of these bands, it's always been about the show and the lights and the thing. And of course, Genesis, too. Or do you focus just on the songs? What what does a fan get at a Better Stranger show? And and as a band, what do you focus on and say? Okay, this is what we got to deliver tonight. Well, uh, now now we 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 made our own lights. <laughs> so so now so now we have a lighting rig, and Ricky's our lights guy. Right. Um. I mean, at least for me, I think it's I've 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 got a lot of inspiration from like the Red Hot Chili Peppers and and bands like led zeppelin and it's 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 about the music but it's also just in general about the energy of of the song and and just the vibe um and i feel like that's kind of what i'm focusing on at least for me on the way you guys <clears throat> yeah, Joey. Um, yeah. Oh, ricky? Sorry, ahead, Joey. no 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 ricky go ahead <laughs> so you're i mean you're you're the leader of the circus when you think about it i mean that's what <laughs> that's what the lead singer is supposed it to is do. a circus <laughs> that you know and that's honestly we might use that now uh, because that is a great way of, of explaining what goes on. I mean, we... And you can use that as a song title. I give it to you. It's all yours. <laughs> circus. Leader of the uh, circus. The, the, thing, the thing is, we, you know, we're, we're very big on you know, zero gimmicks uh, and just being us. Uh, when people go to our show, I think what would most likely shock them and this is me assuming but i i think based on conversations that i've had with people after shows i think what kind of what what confuses them and i think like makes them like it is that dude we're we're just normal guys you know what i mean we're not we're not over there dressing up in, in leather in uh you know crazy hairdos we you know, we though the eighties were great. I mean, you know. hey, hey, no, no, shade, no, no, uh, no shade to, to any of those. Uh, but for us, you know what, how we dress to, to go to the store is how we dress to go on stage. And, 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 and so we just, as a full, as a, as a unit, we 
are we're joking all the time and we're just like bros, you know? Uh, and when we get on stage, that's exactly what we do. And we just bro down and, and make people have a good time. You know what I mean? All right. Uh, by the way, Poison did the same thing in the 80s. It was a circus when they would go to the Ralphs. It was crazy. It was crazy. Uh, Nick, I'll come back to you for a second. You obviously, and you did those two tours, uh, the the Phil and the Genesis, but I want to talk about the drumming because the drumming on those songs is intense. It's It was another level. It was a whole new discovery of what drums could do. How did it affect your playing? Because you listen to the Better Stranger stuff and then you see you tour... I mean, can I say it, it made you a better player? Because I mean, for sure. I think I think the biggest thing is you is I mean, you learn discipline behind you know behind the kit, and and also like as a drummer, like you're supposed to, um, you know, like I'm I'm you know totally gonna say this in a biased way, but you kind of kind of have to be the backbone of of a band and keep them you know the the band moving and and, mm-hmm. and pushing and always driving. And if you know if a band's got a you know uh, a shit drummer then you know they're not going to be a very good band and so i agree listen the rhythm section is the foundation and you build a house on that foundation no foundation no house and i think that also like kind of all of us as you know uh, you know as as just you know musicians in general kind of like all kind of you know started stepping it up kind of at the same time um it just happened to kind of be around the time that i was going away on tour and that when i came back and we started you know experimenting with different you know concepts and you know whether it's odd time signatures or just more syncopated parts like everybody just stepped it up and um you know that's definitely a, a you know a side of the band sound that now is totally kind of on display i mean not maybe not so much in the stuff that's out but the stuff that we're writing it's definitely there and i think that ultimately comes from you know just having to be familiar with that in the first place, or at least from my end, um, me being familiar with that, you know, with, with, with the tours I did, you know, bringing that now, um, you know, it's, it, it, of course it's, it's, it's inevitable that it's going to, you know, come up somehow in the playing. And I think for all of us, it was just, um, you know, it, it, everybody just kind of stepped it up in the songwriting and just in the kind of musicianship, you know, side of things. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the band's website describes your music as being a combination of rock, hip hop, shoegazing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Is there a point where the band sort of has to focus and sort of say, okay, we're going to be a rock band with a hip hop influence, or we're going to be a whatever hip hop band with a, or can you keep it that large? I mean, do you need to narrow the focus to to attract a crowd, or can you sort of? scatter 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 shot is i guess what they call it i don't i don't think you need to to narrow the focus at all okay um and i think a lot of the most um important and influential bands um took inspiration from from a lot of different things and 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 kind of synthesized a lot of different uh sorts of genres and stuff and at the end at the end of the day it's all of our different influences and all the different things that we like that make us um unique and I think the only way anybody ever really cares about a band and that a band like has longevity is if is if they're unique. So, uh, no, I, I don't think you need to um, decide to be, you know, to pigeonhole yourself into a specific genre or anything like that. I mean, most of the time when people ask us what kind of music we are, I don't really know what to say. And I just show them because um, especially with the direction that we're going in now, I wouldn't even know how you define it. Yeah, it's th- kind of its own thing. I think the biggest part is as long as it's cohesive. You know, um, because those influences and those, you know, inspirations come from all over. 
but that ultimately comes down to what we listen to you know what i mean like because like ricky for example may listen to you know some more hip-hop some more indie stuff and then like you know us three will listen to like some you know progressive hard rock or something and then all of a sudden they'll come together and they'll make a song that still sounds like our other stuff but it's taken from a different place you know what i mean and all the inspirations just come from all over because you know you never stop uh you know learning new you know new things that you like and and whenever we're all hanging out together and we're just playing music that's almost like you know us brainstorming like you know what do you guys think of this you know edm house song and how can we incorporate what we like about that into the kind of heavy stuff that we do i mean i think ultimately for us it's as long as it all still sounds like us and as a band and not us trying to be something else i think that's the most important thing you know yeah, and, and I have to say that there are some bands and artists that are a genre onto themselves. You know, when you look at Madonna, Madonna doesn't do dance or Madonna doesn't do pop. Madonna created a genre and it's called Madonna. Metallica does Metallica. And that's what I'm kind of hoping for Better Strangers. I'm hoping that Better Strangers is just Better Strangers and not, oh, the band that does the this and the... Because not, that's not what you want in a band. Yeah, well, I'll say, like, we've been talking about the stuff that we're writing now is definitely um, in its own category. Um, so we're kind of anxious to get a yeah. lot of the new stuff out. Because better it, Strangers it's needs really to be its own genre. I mean, that's the way to go. The better genre. <laughs> yeah. The, better, the stranger genre. The, the, the stranger okay. genre. Yeah, you know. Um, before we wrap up, uh, just uh, in terms of the influences, since they, they mentioned them, what are some of the bands you grew up listening to? Because listen, I'm 54, and you sit here and you go, "Oh, they, you know, they're listening to uh, Rad and Poet." And of course, you're not. So, what are you listening to? Well, uh, I mean, let's start with uh, Yang. <laughs> uh, I I'm a big fan of Led Zeppelin and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like I said before, right. I feel like that's kind of something us three at least definitely uh groove with a lot i mean even as a four-piece we are we bonded over our love for yeah, the red hot chili peppers when we really? were like young teenagers that was just like when we saw we, we literally just saw, just saw them just saw, yeah. and it was like we were all freaking out and totally fanboying <laughs> because yeah. they were they're the band that at least i mean i i know kind of for us three and i'm assuming for for ricky as well it's like they're the band who made me want to be in a band right. like really? i saw the chili peppers and i was just like oh my god and obviously like you know your music tastes like can evolve since um you know, there's there's bands like Deftones that are in there and Tool. and Tool for sure. I can't go without saying that they're a massive influence. Um, and, but even like newer bands like Royal Blood and Turnstile, there's, there's so much stuff that's just so inspiring from what they're doing. And then, you know, even kind of in between bands like Queens of the Stone Age and yeah. and whatever, like there's there's so much that just, you know, from different genres that we love. But I, you know, I think like the core bond of this band was built on our love for the Chili Peppers. You know, it's yeah. interesting because uh, Chili Peppers is a band that I, I don't own any music and I haven't bought it, but I've seen them live. I've been invited and guest listed to do. They are just phenomenal live. And I don't know why my brain hasn't connected the live to put it in my iPhone, but good God, they're great live. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just, yeah. they're just fantastic. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I, I do agree, uh, I guess, sh or share the sentiment about, about you know, really loving the chili peppers and even though i don't really listen to the chili peppers now uh very rarely i do um it still is i mean i i learned guitar watching youtube videos of frushante uh you know playing live and that and and so seeing there's so much footage of them backstage and on tour and that that's really what you know gets got me excited to be like, okay i think this is something i want to pursue 
So yeah, yeah I mean, it changes the game. Ch- I mean, it, it changed the game for me at least. So here, yeah. and I, I'll wrap it up on that. You mentioned that you saw backstage footage and stuff. Uh, as an older fan, and you look at the the days of Kiss and Alice Cooper and and Genesis, they didn't have all that stuff, and we all want to see it and buy it. So, are, are you sort of like videotaping everything now so that you can have a DVD package and like 15 we got it, we got to do we got to do a better try. job. <laughs> we we say we want to, and then none of us does it. Um, there's there's some uh, miscellaneous footage that I have from from various tours and shows and stuff, but it's it's all very like piecemeal and stuff yeah so it's it's, and it's not, also funny to us it's and, and yeah. right the joke the jokes are really funny to us but i don't think anybody else would understand them or find them funny uh, so. you, you got to start com- uh, compiling that stuff because in 20 years there's going to be a new format that's going to require you know, the fans are going to want to see this stuff and you're going to have you know yeah. a billion views on youtube of whatever of, until yeah. then it's yeah, totally right I'm totally right yeah, but we, we do we do want to do a better job of getting it out there i mean we do have some good footage it's just like you know making sure that when you know the putting it out and just yeah just doing a better job about it because we we get too wrapped up in in the music side of things and realize that like we got to do some other stuff as well so that's that's for us to improve on you know yeah. music <laughs> music is the focus uh there you go uh, thank you boys oh just here but acetone no piz i you got a bunch of demos here that say nope what the hell's a piz the, Man, the, you've you've got you've got a very like specific demo folder. I I need to send you an updated one actually. Yeah, I got that, I got acetone up three no piz up four <laughs> up five yeah, those, no piz those, those, up those seven. Probably, like what the hell is all that stuff? What what am I listening it, to? It, it doesn't matter because they'll never come out. <laughs> no, no, they won't come out. And and no, but 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 what is what is piz like? You no pizza when you were made it? What what was that? What is piz? I, it, Honestly, that wasn't on us, so I, I can't tell you what the piz was. Um, all all that happens is that we didn't want it in there clearly. <laughs> it wasn't the pizzicato thing or something. It was pizzicato. Like it was it was it was, it was it was it was just some some string thing that just didn't go down well um, with us. So yeah. I have to send you a, a, actually. I, I need to send you some 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 better demos so that they're they're more uh, cohesive. Yeah, so yeah, okay, because yeah, because I've got one. I've I've got like eight. Man, you versions got you got all the you got all the different yeah, versions. I, yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Got eight versions of acetone. <laughs> Let me see. I've got uh, I've got four versions of uh, but I don't know your name. Uh, oh, and and fuse up. Come on. Yeah, dude. We we. I'm sorry. We gotta update you. Like you're you're way behind, man. So <laughs> you're totally right. Oh, and there. Oh, hold on. I got to. Uh, oh, look at that. We got a, a an alert that a tornado is coming in. Great. Um, sorry about that. Uh, there you go. Thank you, boys. Uh, always a pleasure. And I will keep uh, spreading the good word because uh, listen, as an older gentleman, as an older fan, it is very difficult for me to get excited by new music. I'll, I'll just sit here and go. I'm just gonna listen to No Jacket Required for the next six years. Leave me the alone. <laughs> And then I heard your stuff and I went, oh, that fucking acetone song, all seven versions with and without Piz, fucking good. Really <laughs> fucking good. So, so thanks. You know, so keep lot. it up. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Stay Here's safe, man. Oh, hey, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah. That tornado. Yeah. My phone just went off and said tornado warning. So I'm going to go hide. Yeah, Cheers. <laughs> Merci. All, right, all the best, man. Bye. Take thanks. care. Thank you. Cheers now. Bye-bye. Bye bye. An all-new episode of the Mitchell Fun and Jeremy White Show. Tuesday at noon. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews, bonus content, and episodes on demand now. Visit youtube.com slash Jeremy White Show. Follow Mitch and Jeremy on Twitter. Yeah, they're verified. 
at Mitch LaFon and at Jeremy White MTL.